0: This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we are talking about why are we always running after time? As usual, I would love to know where in the world you are, what you're up to, what your environment looks like as you listen to this episode. Maybe you're out for a walk maybe you're cooking something, maybe you're snuggled up on the couch, whatever it is that you're doing, send me over a picture, tag me over on Instagram, send me a message, let me know what you're up to, let me know what you're thinking as you listen to this episode. I love feeling like I'm right there beside you. Enjoy. Welcome to the Victoria Sardine Podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? everybody I hope you're doing well, another Monday morning and I'm coming at you with another podcast episode. Last week we spoke about needle movers. so I thought I would continue on a similar topic and we would discuss today why are we always running after time. So what I wanted to do in this episode is go through three main reasons why we're constantly running after time. This is something that comes up a lot with my clients. And I realized I didn't actually have a specific podcast episode about it. So I thought this would be a good opportunity, especially after week on needle movers, as this episode will be released. It's beginning of November. It's sometimes that end of year rush where we're trying to do a million things, close things off, and it feels like we're constantly running after time. And maybe for some of us, whether it's November or not, that's something that we actually have a feeling of all the time. And I know that that was definitely the case with me and that's something that I've personally worked on quite a lot and the first step to working on it was really getting clear on why is it that I'm actually running after time. And so that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be going through three reasons, as I said, why we are often running after time. So the first one is because of a belief and that belief is that time is scarce So when we have the belief that time is scarce, that time is limited, that there's never enough time, then we fall into a pattern of always trying to squeeze in one more thing, right? So we squeeze in one more thing. We, let's say, have to absolutely leave the house in 20 minutes for dinner, and we think, okay, 20 minutes, I've got enough time, I still need to shower, but while I'm at it, I'm just gonna quickly prepare this one more thing for tomorrow, or I'm gonna just prepare my bag for the evening, or at the same time, I'm just gonna reply to these last few emails. And we're always trying to squeeze in one more thing because we always have this feeling that time is escaping us, time is scarce, and therefore, we should always add in one more thing when we can. And what's interesting is that when we live with this belief that time is scarce and we are constantly adding in one more thing and squeezing one more thing and squeezing one more thing, then by nature, we're running after time. So if we're thinking, okay, I have to leave the house in five minutes, let me quickly try squeeze in this one more thing and throw all the clothes in the laundry, then we're running around and then we find ourselves probably not leaving the house on time or all of a sudden we look at the time and we think, ah, shit, I need to leave the house in 30 seconds. I still haven't brushed my teeth, I still haven't prepared my bag, I still need to put on my shoes. And we find ourselves running out the door and Because we're squeezing one more thing, we are reaffirming that belief that time is scarce, that there's never enough time, that time is something that we're running after. So it's a bit counterintuitive, but we are simply reaffirming the belief every time we try to squeeze more and more and more out of our time. So that is the first reason why we are constantly running after time, is because we have this deep belief that time is scarce. The second reason why we are constantly running after time is because of an identity. So I've made an entire podcast episode about identities in general. There's a lot of identities that we have that we hold on to. They're basically the way in which we like to express ourselves or present ourselves or the sides of us that we like to show or how, let's say, we would describe ourselves if somebody were to ask us, you know, how would you describe your personality and what you're like? And maybe there's an identity there around being the one who's always productive. So for me, on a personal level, that was definitely an identity that I held on to for a very long time, and I still do to this day, is being the person who's always productive, who's always on the go, who's always using her time wisely. And this is what's really interesting is that we have this belief of being the one who's always productive, who's always doing things, and therefore that leads us to, once again, always try to squeeze more things out of our time. So we think, okay, I have five spare minutes, but I'm not just going to sit around for five minutes, or I'm ready for my Zoom meeting 10 minutes ahead of time. I'm not just going to log on to the zoom meeting and wait that would not be productive enough so I'm going to go and do something else and then find myself running and missing the beginning of the meeting because I got taken away by another task right so actually it's very once again kind of ironic this identity of being the one who's always productive might actually feed into being the one who's potentially always late Maybe, maybe not. I find that when we have, as I said previously, that belief that time is scarce and then hold on to that identity on top of it of being the person who's always productive, those two things combined can actually lead us to also being the one who's always late or the one who's always rushing for the last minute. And it's really interesting because there's a certain flip that needs to be done, and I'm going to speak about this in a minute, but a certain flip that needs to be done in the way that we actually view what it means to be a productive person. The third reason why we are often running after time is because we place our own value on how busy we are. And this is something that I think we see around us quite a lot. We often see busyness and And stress and having a million things on our plate as being this badge of honor, as being the sign of success, of being something that gives us more value, that makes us more important. And therefore, we like being the kind of person who has a million things going on, who's always in a rush, who's running from one thing to the next, who doesn't have an idle moment. And of course, if we tie our own personal success, our own personal intrinsic value to how much rushing around we're doing, then in what world will we be rushing around less, right? In no world. Once again, there's an important flip there that needs to be done in order to actually move away from that, because as long as we are tying our own personal value on how busy we are and how much we're running around, we will never stop running around. And the way in which you can actually find out if this is true for you or not is to tune into if you often find yourself saying the sentence, you know, it's really busy now, but next week when this project is over it's really going to calm down i'm going to have a lot more time to relax and be in a more steady and balanced routine but that time never comes so we're always thinking next week or next month it'll calm down and i'll be less busy and i'll be running around less but for some reason something else always seems to come up and we're always still running around And this is a pattern that I really noticed with myself. And this is actually something that I was speaking about with a friend. I think it was even a few years ago, but the conversation really stuck with me. And it was how when our plate is always full... But the second one thing gets taken off our plate and somehow we find ourselves adding something else. And a lot of the time it's us adding something else. We think, oh, well, I have a little bit more time, so actually I'm going to pick up this project or it's a good time to move ahead with this project because what if it gets even busier later? So I'm going to move ahead with this now and I'm going to do this now or whatever it might be or now's the perfect time to learn this new language I've been thinking about, or actually I'm going to spend some more time traveling or whatever it is. But we're basically refilling that time that was initially going to be something that was going to give us space, right? That was going to take things off our plate. But the reality is that if we're always adding one more thing to our plate, then there's something deeper there, right? There's a reason why we don't want to have anything Missing on our plate. We don't want that little corner of white space. We really want everything to be packed. And as I said, when there's something that defines our own personal value, our own personal success, our own personal importance as human beings, that's something that we're so tied to, right? And we're constantly trying to protect our importance, our image, our sense of self, our own intrinsic value. And of course, If being busy allows us to hold on to that, then we will never not be busy. So those are three reasons why we're always running after time. Now what I want to do with you is to go through each of these and to suggest a mindset shift, a flip that we would actually need to take on board in order to actually move away from that reason, right? For that reason to not be something that keeps us stuck in this pattern and this routine of constantly running after time. So the first one is around the belief that time is scarce. And the flip that would need to be done is a little bit counterintuitive, but it's actually changing the narrative and imagining that time is abundant and asking ourselves the question, what if time was abundant? What if I felt like there was an absolute abundance of time and I reminded myself that, okay, I didn't get done what I wanted to today, but tomorrow exists. Tomorrow exists and I can do it tomorrow. And you know what? If tomorrow doesn't exist for some reason, then this is probably not how I want to be spending the last few hours of my life, right? So it's really reminding ourselves that there is an abundance of time, that time is something that we have created, that time is this endless and infinite space and energy. We've just put numbers on it through a clock, but in the end, Time is infinite, time is abundant, and we are not victims to time. We are the ones who create our time, who decide how we want to spend our time and what we want to spend it on, and that we can actually view it as something that is abundant rather than viewing it as something that is scarce. And as I said previously, when you view it as something that's scarce, we're constantly squeezing one more thing into the minute. And if we're always squeezing one more thing into the minute, then we further anchor in that belief and we're constantly running after time as compared to another world where we have this sense of abundance around time and perhaps we think great i'm a few minutes early i'm just going to go for a little stroll i'm going to sit here i'm going to let my mind wander for a second i'm going to allow myself to catch my breath and all of a sudden imagine showing up to a meeting 10 minutes early And you can sit down and you can prepare yourself and you can get a glass of water and you can get nice and comfortable in your chair and maybe your colleague comes in and maybe you have a little chat. What a world of a difference that makes because you're no longer a victim to your time. In that scenario, you are the one who is the creator of your time. You are the one who is quote unquote in control. You are the agent. You are sat there with five minutes to spare casually watching people frantically running in thinking that you're at peace and that's such a different feeling that's such a different way of approaching life so that's the first one and that flip that needs to be had the second one is around the identity and it's really interesting because when we identify ourselves as a productive person as i said previously we find ourselves probably always wanting to squeeze one more thing in one more thing in right because we are a productive person And this ties a little bit to that third one around the value, because if we do identify as a productive person, it's probably something that we actually take pride in. So if we're proud of the fact that we are a productive person and that we're always the one fitting in one more thing and doing so much with our time, then actually there is another switch that needs to be had there. And this is something that my boyfriend said to me a while ago, and it really stuck with me as well. And he said always squeezing one more thing in doesn't make you productive, it's just bad time management. And all of a sudden, that was the flip from it being something that I was so proud of myself for, of look at me, I'm always squeezing in one more thing, to actually I'm not managing my time well. And maybe good time management is showing up to the train five minutes early, casually walking, having enough time to choose your seat and to sit down rather than show up frantically running, sweating with an incredibly chaotic style of energy, right? So it's really that flip of actually what if being the most productive person was being calm and actually being able to focus on a single task at hand because I'm not running from one thing to the next with an absolute monkey mind. And the third one was around placing our own value on how busy we are. And as I said before, a lot of that relates to success. And we have this idea that the busier that we are, the more successful we are. And once again, it's about flipping that switch and saying, is that true success? Because anybody can fill their schedule. Anybody can be frantically running around doing one thing to the next. But what if true success was actually strolling down the street bumping into someone and then they say hey do you have 10 minutes for a coffee i haven't seen you in a while and your answer is yeah sure it's not no i'm so busy i'm running around from one thing to the next i know it's a sunday but i need to go get this and pick up this in time and then i need to head over here because i didn't do that and this and what if it was really just you know what sure i have 10 minutes to sit down for a coffee And we all have those people, perhaps even in the workplace, that are sometimes the busiest people in the office, but they're the ones who are having a chat at the coffee machine. They're the ones who are saying, yeah, sure, why don't we meet for lunch and have a discussion about this? And you think, how do you have enough time? And it's a different way of viewing success, and it's a different way of viewing this intrinsic value and saying, what if actually true success was having that abundance of time, was being able to say, sure, let's meet. Or sure, let me find a space for you in my agenda this afternoon. So those are three shifts that we need to make and three main reasons why we are constantly running after time. This is a lot of the work that I do with my clients, actually at the moment. With two of my clients in particular, this is something that we're working on and what's great is when we have the one-on-one coaching we can actually go much deeper into their lives in particular so what are specific examples where they are running after time what are the reasons that are most pertinent to them are there any other beliefs any other values that are lying under the surface that are valid for them specifically and then we're actually able to put into action a game plan of how they can move away from this this is also something that we speak about in depth in the self mastery solution program which is my 12 week group coaching program it is also very personally catered since it's at a small group we have discussions together we talk about where we're at we talk about how these concepts relate to us we share our personal experience it's an incredible mindset and life-changing 12-week journey that we embark on together and i have my first cohort of 2023 which is starting early january so this is the first time i'm announcing this officially on the podcast but registrations are open for this first cohort of 2023. The link will be in the show notes below with all of the details. Reach out to me if you have any questions about this. I'm taking only a small hand-picked group of people for this first cohort of the year. This first cohort of the year will include lots more surprises as well which I'm happy to tell you all about when you reach out. Let's have a chat. Let's have a discussion. See where you're at. See if this program would be right for you or perhaps you'd prefer the one-on-one coaching. I do have two spots that I'm opening up for November. So let's take it from there, have a chat. And in the meantime, guys, I'll see you next week for a brand new episode.